recording. <laughs> Hang on. You, did you say go? <laughs> okay. Are we, are we actually recording? Okay, great. Just as I burp. Uh, don't drink kombucha before doing a podcast. Anyway, all right. <laughs> then that's our intro. <laughs> it's just tips. <laughs> tips and tricks. Welcome to Shitty First Drafts. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Bryn. And this podcast is basically the two of us wanting to talk about writing. We are fascinated by the process and want to shed more light on what writers do when they're first drafting a piece and how they edit it into its final version. Basically, we're both still trying to figure this out and we thought asking our friends a bunch of questions would be the best way to learn. So... Truly, we're both struggling. (laughs) Right. This podcast is a cry for help. (laughs) It's us trying to help ourselves, and hey, if you get something from it as well. And I think also um, learn more about our friends or about writers that we admire. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because everyone's process is so different, and everyone's trajectory is so different from when they first started. Right. Um, Yeah, the, the the learning curve is different for everybody. Now I'm just chatting. <laughs> I do think, um, I mean, I do think the premise sort of is that we all start with a shitty first draft and that sometimes the hardest and most simple thing is to just put pen to paper, uh, literally, or the metaphorical pen of the... Mm, metaphorical pen. Yeah, <laughs> of the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so talking about, you know, uh, kind of bringing to light those those shitty first drafts and saying, oh, this is a writer I admire and they wrote this garbage, you know? <laughs> and and, and what seeing, beautiful garbage. And what beautiful garbage. But then seeing how the, the garbage then transforms into the poem or the, the piece of fiction or the nonfiction work that it, you know, the polished version of and it. And how they turned into the polished versions of themselves. <laughs> oh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. For so, more sentimental statements. <laughs> let me just in. yell laugh into the microphone. Um, so I think, I mean, I think for me, when I think about this, it kind of goes back to me as a young writer and, well, and me still now sometimes, Kind of just imagine a young writer. Still a young writer. Don't be hard on yourself. Full of youth, full of wonder. Um, but imagining that, like, the writers that I admire and the, like, established poets, poets and established authors would just, like, float into their office and sit down at the computer and they would just, like, type out the brilliant, you know, book or poem that is the published version. And, like, I just thought it was, like, the lightning bolt of inspiration and not the, like, work of drafting and editing and editing and editing Mm. um and even when you know a professor would bring in their I had a professor bring in a binder that he had of all the different versions of a piece of fiction that he had done and he was like and this is just 50 pages worth of whatever you know Mm. and but like 50 pages over and over and over again basically and I was like "Mm, okay but still you know like yeah 
Stephen King. Well, he, he's not. They, I don't know. My teacher was Stephen King. My teacher, That's no. the end of the story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just that, like, you know, the really great writers, I am blanking on all of their names. All of them. But, you know, the really excellent writers, they, they just did it. They just had a gift. Yeah, you know? I think there's a confusion in young writers. Um, w- which part of the writing process is the part that you get better at over time? And mm-hmm. it's not the actual writing part. It's the part that comes after that. Right. Is what you're supposed to practice. And and not just like young writers, but people who are new, new to the craft. And what um, the inspiration is so that that can sort of um, color all the rest of the episodes. Um, and just to give like a little sneak peek preview. Sneaky peek. Sneakity peek. Um, I don't know uh, of what we're what it is that we're trying to do. Obviously, the title of this podcast might sound familiar to you, and to that we say, "Don't tell Anne Lamott." <laughs> <laughs> we haven't reached out to her people. Yeah, we have not talked to her team. Um, we should send her an email. Yeah, if you, if you know Anne Lamott's email, please reach out to us please at fsdpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, I said fs. SFD podcast, you know, the letters that are the words of the title. Um, yeah. Let us know. But if you weren't forced to read her um, chapter, I guess you would call it the chapter, mm-hmm. um, in college or grad school, I think I even taught it to my students in grad mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. just as like a fun thing that right. I liked. Um, look it up. You can get the whole PDF by just a simple Google. Yeah. How he, much does Anne Lamott really care if you can just <laughs> Google and read the whole piece? Truly, you know? yeah. Anne, come on the show. <laughs> Anne, we love you. Come on the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you just search shitty first drafts and Anne Lamott, you will mm-hmm. um, you can pull up the selection that we're sort of referencing that talks about the shitty first draft. Um, I think the part that resonated with me most, or that, well, there are several parts, but... There's this one part where she says, for me and most of the other writers I know, writing is not rapturous. In fact, the only way I can get anything written at all is to write really, really shitty first drafts. Mm. And I think that's, I mean, in a nutshell, kind of what we're trying to get at is that process of writing the shitty first draft. Yeah, whenever I first read this, I think it blew my mind so much Mm because I was like, I don't want to keep being a bad writer. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't the point to be a better writer eventually? Right. So, but I think there, I mean, obviously it's brilliant and it's true Mm -hmm. and it's part of the process, but I know I always still shy away. I think Mm -hmm. the real problem is that I've been showing too many people my shitty first drafts (laughs) because I have no shame Yeah, and I'm always working towards a bit right and so I'm like what about this dumb thing I wrote yeah but then sometimes I get good feedback on it and it's because I'm straddling a weird line between shitty and over controlling drafts (laughs) yeah um anyway that was a personal tangent (laughs) well I do think that there's I think that there is some truth to the notion that, or the reality that there are, like, brilliant little bits even in the shitty first draft. Like, right. the shitty first draft isn't totally shitty. It's just full of, like, excess, usually, um, right. or, like, things that aren't quite working. And so part of my struggle, too, is to, like, I get, you know, in fiction, I think they call it, like, your kill your darlings. And in right. poetry, I, it's a similar concept where it's, like, 
this cute little turn of phrase that you like fall in love with or something that you just think is so amazing and you're like haha look at this amazing thing I've written mm-hmm. doesn't that excuse all of the rest yeah it's like all of high school <laughs> right yeah exactly so I think yeah so it, it's not the concept we're not arguing for like writing a draft and then throwing that draft out completely mm-hmm. and uh, our dear friend Anne doesn't Anne. argue for that either she's kind of saying just just like word vomit get it all out on the page and then you can go in the next day or sometime later and, and make those edits that make the piece stronger. Yeah, more so just, like, take the pressure off. Just, like, yeah. type the types and go make a sandwich. Yeah, like just, just chill. go crazy. Like, let your, you know, let yourself feel like you're writing the coolest shit ever or the worst mm. shit ever and just let it happen and don't try to edit as you're writing because editing as you're writing is what keeps you from writing in the right. first place. I think Anne Lamott... I mean, she's still around. I was going to say, if she were around today, <laughs> Anne Lamott, we know you're alive. Come on the show. Come um, on the show. I think she probably really appreciates voice to text because mm. that's how I get my shittiest, shitty first drafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with a, a few words like uh, homo- homophones mm-hmm. <laughs> where you're like, wait, that's not like, the word I meant. What? Ah, okay. The shittiest of first drafts is when you're like, what did I say? <laughs> right. I'm not even sure. <laughs> not, it's not entirely clear. <laughs> yeah. And then you make it into a weird thing. Maybe it's best for poems because then you can make your sentences extra weird. Yeah, kind of. I mean, mm. nonsense is still nonsense. So. Not good advice. <laughs> um. So there, mean, was, there was another thing besides just reading shitty first drafts that you brought to the podcast that you were like, this is something that made me want to. Yes. Um, made you believe in the shitty first drafts. Made me believe, yeah. For real, for real. I, for real, for real. So a thing that most people are probably familiar with because I think it's taught and like, I think it was in my poetry workshop in undergrad. I had never seen it before. Oh, Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure it's like in the Norton <laughs> Anthology or it's something. It's canon. It's canon. So um, if you are familiar with Elizabeth Bishop's One Art, which is this beautiful poem um, in a form. Villanelle. Villanelle. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I love it. I love yeah, how it it's sounds. In the, it's in this beautiful, but also like really tight. And I think it's the name of the character on Killing Eve. Villanelle? I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. I, <laughs> Never watched the show. Uh, I just, you know, I just saw that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> so one art by Elizabeth Bishop. It's this beautiful and and really tight poem, um, and I always thought it was just like breathtaking. This beautiful, this like, just work of art. And then, one day in class, we saw on the page her first draft of that poem, or one of her early drafts of that poem, mm. and it's just not even the same piece like a lot of the same ideas are in there but they're not it it's almost if like a if like a student is like taking notes on the final poem or something yeah or it's like a summary a bad summary kind of thought yeah has read the poem once five years ago and was like trying to rewrite it it's like a very strange similar so I, i if it's okay i wanted to read that first draft and then we'll read one art just to so to get the like direct side by side comparison i approve great (laughs) judges thanks mom (laughs) um okay so this is one of the early drafts of one art and the title was originally how to lose things question mark the gift of losing things or the art of losing things the thing to do is to begin by mislaying mostly one begins by mislaying keys 
reading glasses, fountain pens. These are almost too easy to be mentioned, and mislaying means that they usually turn up in the most obvious place, although when one is making progress, the places grow more unlikely. This is by way of introduction. I really want to introduce myself. I am such a fantastically good... I'm fantastically fantastically good at losing things I think everyone should profit from my experiences you may find it hard to believe but I have actually lost I mean lost and forever two whole houses one a very big one a third house also big is at present I think mislaid but maybe it's lost too I won't know for sure for some time I have lost one long long peninsula and one island I have lost and it can never B has never been found, a small-sized town on that same island. I've lost smaller bits of geography, like, and many smaller bits of geography or scenery, a splendid beach and a good-sized bay. Two whole cities, two of the world's biggest cities, two of the most beautiful, although that's beside the point, a piece of one continent and one entire continent, all gone, gone forever and ever. One might think this would have prepared me for losing one average-sized, not especially exceptionally beautiful or dazzlingly intelligent person, except for blue eyes. Only the eyes were exceptionally beautiful, and but it doesn't seem to have at all. The hands looked intelligent, the fine hands. A good piece of one continent and another continent, the whole damned thing. He who loseth his life, etc., But he who loses his love, never, no, never, never, never again. So in that, there's like very clearly some places where she like doesn't even finish a thought. Right. Or like. She's just kind of like, I think it's going to go here. Kind of. Eh, let's move on. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so then I'll go ahead and read one art as well. The art of losing isn't hard to master. So many things seemed filled with the intent to be lost, that their loss is no disaster. Lose something every day, except the fluster of lost door keys, the hour badly spent. The art of losing isn't hard to master. Then practice losing farther, losing faster, places and names, and where it was you meant to travel. None of these things will bring disaster. I lost my mother's watch, and look, my last, or next to last, of three loved houses went. The art of losing isn't hard to master. I lost two cities, lovely ones, and vaster some realms I owned, two rivers, a continent. I missed them, but it wasn't a disaster. Even losing you, the joking voice, a gesture I love, I shan't have lied. It's evident the art of losing's not too hard to master, though it may look like, write it, like disaster. Vamp for me while I take a drink of water. What are your thoughts on that? You hydrate. Um, I think it sounds lovely. I think it sounds purposeful, but I think form can also do that. Form can kind of rein in Mm -hmm. your thoughts and weird them up in a way that makes them sound the least weird of all. I don't know. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's clear that the form gave her the structure she needed and the structure she was missing in, like, just doing a free verse. But I also think without making those just free associations of the first draft, she wouldn't have been able to get to some of the weirder places. Like, 
moving from losing keys to losing a whole continent, you know? I think the first draft is good. Like, besides the unfinished sentences, like, if it was a little bit more polished, some might send it out. Some might call it a day. Right. Um, I don't know. I th- it's hard to know. It's just not as... It, it is hard to know. I, I And there's something to be said about Elizabeth Bishop, I think, at this point, having been... Ri- having been writing for a long time right right is you know she's not gonna have a bad idea right exactly (laughs) she's and especially being able to to when you're writing a lot I think you have the luxury of being able to then pare down more and more or like edit more and more because Mm -hmm. it's not like you aren't writing other poems or that one poem has to hold all of this weight of it being like the one thing you're working right and you also have a a pattern of the way that you write things and a way that your poems normally look Right. I don't know. You're more comfortable. I think she definitely like overwrote it on the first draft yeah. on purpose just to get her ideas. Well, out. I mean, who knows if it was, but but yeah, it was definitely. I'm telling you, it's on purpose. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely like a a broader, a much broader, it, and it's a lot less specific, and it meanders more. So mm. putting it in the vinyl form that it is, it it makes it so much tighter and crisper, and like. It moves really quickly, but it's but so it almost like asks you to read it again, and there's like music to it because of the villanelle form and all of that. Right. Um, and yeah. reading that poem inspired you. Well, yes, reading the poem inspired <laughs> me, but like seeing that even Elizabeth Bishop, a, a great poet who can write, like, what is in my opinion maybe the most perfect villanelle. Mm-hmm. She didn't start, you know, she didn't sit down and the, this villanelle didn't pour out from her perfect. Right. And so, yes, even if the first draft, like, is not that bad, it still was, it still is clearly an early draft, mm-hmm. you know, and still has those things that I find in my own writing where it's like I'm getting long-winded or more abstract and less concrete. And so to, just to see, quite frankly, that somebody – who had a great career, who I admire a lot, mm-hmm. isn't just, like, genius on first right. It right. was really encouraging, you know? Because there's still there's, there's this part of me that's like, oh, well, great poets, awesome poets. People, they like, it must just pour out of them. It mm-hmm. must just, like, onto, onto page, and then boom, that's how, right. <laughs> and then that's, and then, and then that's the And then that's the poem. It, like, comes right. out as a book, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so to just have, like, physical evidence that that, that other people struggle in the ways right. that I do, it, it mm-hmm. was really encouraging. Yeah, I'm sure this is in, you know, every good writing book, but in Stephen King's On Writing, mm-hmm. back to your teacher, Stephen King, yeah. who was Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, my, um, my teacher, my professor, Stephen King. Uh, in his book On Writing, he does the same sort of thing where he shows like a paragraph mm-hmm. with his, um, like an early paragraph from a book compared to the later paragraph or section. I don't really remember. It's been a while. Been a while. Mm, that was really hard for me not to do. <laughs> it's been a while since I've um, read it. It's been a while. <laughs> so natural. So I think, I mean, the only thing that's really left to talk about is kind of our vision for the next, um, for, for the episodes and how we're going to be moving for forward. For just the next episode. Just the one next episode. Um but yeah, the the idea that we've had is that we'll we'll invite um, writers on guests, lots of whom are our 
our pals, our good mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Our very good friends. Very good friends. Um, and we're going to have them bring in um, an older work and a newer work. So either it's going to be an older draft of a piece um, that they have polished and have a um, sort of final draft version of, mm-hmm. or it's going to be a you know, a much older piece that's only sort of thematically linked or has similar images or, you know, so there's some mm-hmm. some kind of thing connecting the two. Yeah. Um, but that could be, you know. Did a, you write a rock musical in the sixth grade? <laughs> right, exactly. And now, Show and now us that's your showing new rock up musical. in your, right. <laughs> Please, I want to know all about the rock musical. So just to kind of like talk, talk to them about, um, you, you know, kind of map the trajectory of their growth there and um, look at their writing and see how their writing has changed, but also the way they they think about writing. Yeah, because I think I said already said this in the beginning, but you know everyone's got a different path, mm-hmm. whether it's school or teaching or writing in journals, right? Or just or doing just, it for the love of it. Yeah, for the love of it. There are a lot of different experiences and different paths, and we're gonna examine all of them. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear about all of them. Yeah. So if that sounds pretty good to you, um, stay tuned um, for our first episode, which hopefully will be dropping soon. Yes. That's this what is they episode, say, right? as the youths say, this is sort of the, um, the teaser, the sneak peek episode, and then we'll mm-hmm. have a full episode up, coming up soon. If, yeah, so if you want to hear that episode, it's going to be up on iTunes, um, and we're figuring out the other platforms as well. But you can follow us um, on our social media accounts for updates. We mm-hmm. are at SFD Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like chatting to us via email, we also have an email, sfdpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an electronic mail. Yes. <laughs> you know, just I would love to get a letter from somebody <laughs> who just wants to talk about <laughs> shitty first drafts. Um, hopefully not Anne Lamont. <laughs> hopefully not Anne. And We've talked about this. Listen. <laughs> Um, a really funny thing that happened is that um, Google uh, Gmail wouldn't let me use a curse word <gasps> in our handle, so that's how it became SFD instead of shitty first drafts. Mm. Um, Instagram was the only one that allowed the the shitty, and so rather than doing some dumb thing where I had to like censor it, I just was like, all right, SFD. Yeah, I think I think we thought about uh, calling it poopy first draft. <laughs> yeah, that idea was immediately scrapped. Yeah, it didn't. Didn't uh, sound quite as it good. It was a joke, kinda. Mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um. Anyway. Yeah. How do you end a podcast? Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Goodbye. Bye.